all stemmed by one specific thing. When I was growing up, I hated the feeling of having my freedom taken away. Hated it. I had issues with school, issues with authority, issues with a lot of people and a lot of systems that tried to limit me. And it was actually just a misperceived understanding. It was really a misunderstanding. That's not what they were doing. Now I realize structure gives me freedom. But back then, I'm happy I took it that way because it, it made me strive towards freedom mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, any form of freedom, meaning the state in which I have choices. Because what the fuck are you living for if you can't choose what you want to do? This is the Heart to Mouth Podcast. My name's Darius, and you are listening to episode 110. Today's show is a special show because it's the first Heart to Mouth episode that I have someone in studio with me. It's also kind of special because the in-studio part was 100% impromptu. About 10 minutes ago, I was sitting on the floor of my loft meditating with our guest that was also impromptu we were holding hands laying on the floor listening to a playlist called cosmic family and we decided to do some breath work by no means am i a breath work instructor but my partner jennifer mansell is and i took some of that insight and we went on a cosmic journey together i was a little reluctant but it it was really amazing. And in that journey, in that meditation, in that breath work, I had this vision that I got to bring this, this, this man into the studio and we got to turn the podcast mics on and see what happens. So before I kick it off to him, I want to tell you a little bit about him. And I want to do bios different with Heart to Mouth because Heart to Mouth is not about the head. It's not about those eloquent long-winded bios that you read on people's websites it's like yo this is a friend of mine this is a homie this is someone i find interesting and if i met you at a dinner party or at a bar or at an event and i told you you should talk to my friend armin shafi this is what i would say armin shafi is a next level human he in so many ways is unlike anyone I have ever come into contact with. He, one thing that clearly sticks out about him is how high level integrity this guy plays at. When he says he's going to do something, he does it. When he has a vision for something, it comes to life. He cares about humans and that's obvious in all of his actions and I love that about him but also this guy's making big impact in the world I think on the surface he's like he's a speaker he makes thousands and thousands of dollars speaking on stages all over the world he also trains speakers he has this incredible program called Elite Speakers Academy which I participated in and it really changed my my life forget just my life my career as a speaker but I got to see this guy's heart I got to feel him I got to laugh with him I got to cry with him and it's just like you those rare opportunities when you run into someone where you just feel the fire you feel that this dude is going places and I had to get more so we've started a friendship since since elite speakers academy and we've we've only met a couple of times but each time it's like it's like we're on a different planet it's like there's this energetic loop of energy between us and we talk in depth and we fly high and we ground deep and so here he is and i'm going to take this opportunity to explore and introduce him to you guys a little bit more because this dude's got some wisdom he's got 
plenty of heart and i'm so happy he's on the show armin shafi how you doing brother i'm calm <laughs> why are you calm i'm actually sitting here closing my eyes and pretending like i'm listening to the finished product as if i'm not here and i love your podcast so you're transporting through space and time and you you are listening to the podcast already yeah i'm listening to it in the future present tense okay cool and how's it going in the future present tense it's good your voice has a tendency to massage the ears <laughs> i hear this a lot people people like my voice um i am stretching as i'm trying to open my laptop to disconnect my hard drive because i've made this mistake too many times guys hard drives are noisy i don't know why they make them so noisy even when your computer's shut off but keep talking Um, actually, as I was listening to you explain your perception of who I am, I was consciously monitoring it not going to my head. What does that mean? Meaning like I ha I was deciding how am I going to respond in the most authentic heart centered way where it has nothing to do what I intellectually thought you just said about me. It's actually quite interesting. I've never done that. So I have no response. My my response to like thank you. And then it's let's let's talk about something that's not me. So that who I am can show up in what I say and how I say it. This is a very unique quality to you. I, I work with a lot of speakers, coaches, authors, epic, epic humans, both from a like a financial standpoint and an impact and just decency standpoint. Mm. Um, you're also significantly younger than all the people I work with. And I rem remember myself at, how old are you? 23. 20. Yes. I fucking love that. Sorry. Oh, I love that so much. Um, I remember myself at that age and I was nowhere near that level of groundedness. So something happened to you at some point where you made a decision I will not let my ego take over. Mm. True or not true? Yeah. It has to be. Something left a deep impression for you to grow up so quickly. True or not true? Yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate how you live big, dream big, but take the time and effort to plant your feet into the ground. Mm. And... Now I'm going to dive into your mind and your heart. Let's start by seeing, hearing what you saw in your vision. My vision. So my vision, while we were doing uh, breath work, so breath, explain breath work for, as someone who just experienced <laughs> 10 minutes of it for the first time in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I thought you were talking about meditation, right? So I'm like, yeah, it's just meditation with deep, I just get like deep breaths. And you're explaining it to me before we were about to go down. You're explaining to me, so you're going to start feeling like things across your body. You know, there's trauma points in your body. It's going to show up. Your mouth will go dry. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And and we just, you know, lay down and we start breathing through our mouth without swallowing. Um, well, I kind of swallowed. And without stopping the breathing, within like a minute, I just realized how like uncomfortable the first five minutes is going to be because it's not, it's not comfortable. And then I went through it and then there was like this transition point about two minutes in for me where I start to like, okay. So I start to get lightheaded. Mm, yeah. But in my body. You get tingly a little. Light bodied. Yeah. I got light bodied. Ooh. Yeah. So, so cool. yeah and then and then my, i started buzzing and i opened my eyes and kind of looked at the ceiling and i felt like i was like imagine you are in the water and you sink slowly mm. so i felt like i was sinking into my body it's pretty deep 
And so I, when I stood up, I'm like, Darius, you could have just said we're going to do natural drugs. I mean, that, that would have made more sense to me. <laughs> That's a really powerful insight because I've been working with Jen and I'm like, the truth is nobody cares about breath work. Nobody cares about meditation. Nobody cares about mindfulness. You don't go pursue the thing for that thing. You know, you actually care about um, getting a, you know, meeting the love of your life or losing 20 pounds or getting a raise or being a good parent, right? So it's not, not the thing you're doing it for. Um, and so I keep telling her, like, it's like there, there is something powerful about that because people like the most important thing is to almost everything is getting out of your own way. Mm. And a more specific example of that is getting out of your head. Yeah. Psychedelics is a fast way to biohack it. Mm. Take the psychedelics and you're, you're, you shed ego sort of some often too extreme for many people. This is just breath, your own breath. And you can stop breathing in that fashion and dial it down. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you just said, a biohack. Because when you do things with your body, you become present. Mm. I mean, this is the reason why, uh, have you ever wondered why people speed? It's not just because it's fun, but why? Like biologically, why? What happens when you're speeding? Like adrenaline? Yeah, but what does adrenaline feel like? Like imagine you're in your car and you're speeding, yeah. right? And what happens is there's this feeling that happens in your stomach. And as you're speeding, when you go past the limit, like past a certain threshold of speed, you start to get scared. Mm -hmm. But it's a positive, it's an exciting feeling. So adrenaline rushes to your body only after you get this like tingling stomach sensation. And in that moment, you cannot think. It's impossible to have a thought. The only thing you're focused on is your feeling in your body. And that's why what is, you know, a very um, dangerous way of becoming present, which is speeding. Mm -hmm. Same reason why people do so many things that are adrenaline thrilling. They're just showing you that they're not present in yeah. the day to day. Yeah. It's like you're looking to lose yourself in the moment. Whether that's... Or find yourself. But that was deep, yeah. Yeah. Because you're really lost throughout life. But when you do that one thing, you feel your body for, for that moment. That's cool. Losing yourself and finding yourself. Because it is like losing yourself, this right. created version of yourself, right. to find self. Yeah, you actually feel something for once. And, and the only people I find that do it most of the time don't feel alive. And so they have like these unnecessary expressions. Of, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they have these unnecessary expressions outward of it where they do things like fighting, like violence is exciting. Yeah. And it's only, it's only because it's so easy to do and it makes you feel so many ways and it's exciting. Yeah. Orgasming is exciting. Yeah, I know. But you know, if you can't have sex, why not go beat someone up? Like that's really what the, yeah. or, or do drugs or do drink or right. like, yeah, like everyone's, I think, I think the, I think the most amazing combination of feelings <clears throat> are momentum and flow. Mm. Like talk about that. Interesting. Momentum. They're different. Like when things are like, just growing and you you see things expanding i think they're very similar but different because momentum is like things are growing and flowing but flow is just unconscious momentum mm. my my favorite thing about photography is that particular format you move sometimes oftentimes so fast that i can't think like, it's just like I catch momentum and flow and I'm just like, I have no consideration in that moment about the pictures later or what we talked about before. I'm just here capturing here. And it's and it, because of the way photography works, it's, it's so fast. Like maybe painting wouldn't go that fast, right? And there's a thought that's like going through my head in those moments of momentum and flow that I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm yeah. here. There's You're proof. The I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And for me, that that's why I'm like hooked to that particular form of expression. I think talking too, right? Like you just like, it's just like when it's flowing, when things just flow and you're in momentum, it's a beautiful thing. So a question for you. We chatted today during dinner about 
you said you were a conscious man. You said you're so happy that you're a conscious person. Mm. Can you explain what that is? Well, on a practical level, that just means that I have learned the information necessary for me to be aware of myself and past and make the right connections of definitions of things, the right meanings that only elevate me. And and so self-awareness is self-acceptance and understanding the meanings, the true meanings behind what, what's happening. So I, I told you because I said I'm so I'm so happy that I'm a conscious person. Because if I was not, I probably would have so many regrets because it's so easy to have regrets. It's as easy as thinking of what could have been if. And so I was talking about my dad. I said when he was dying of cancer last year, I could so easily think about how I was really weeks away from sending him to Mexico for a hospital that may or may not have cured him. But I actually didn't because I put my own, like I thought, you know, it's he can wait. And I had an event coming up. So I said, we'll go after the event. So I'm saying the thought crossed my mind. So I'll give you like the most like step by step what happened in my head in that moment when I said it to you out loud. Because it was the aftermath of what I did in my mind. The thought came in and for a second it it whispered to me and said, were you selfish because you didn't? take your dad and your business became more important in that moment and then that could have been the cause of why he died because what if he could have been saved there Mm. and then as that thought came in I watched it right I looked at it and I decided is this going to be my thought or a thought Mm. is this going to be my thought or a thought and the moment I saw that I'm like well this is a thought Mm. and then I got backed up from past experiences and patterns that I've developed through like persistent, consistent action and affirmation where I've taught myself that the person I am, the type of person I am, is a self-controlled person, which is the thought control. So because of that identity I, I constructed for myself, as I watched it and I said, no, this is a thought, I also was backed by my past experiences of knowing Intellectually, this is all this is all mind work. It's mm-hmm. nothing to do with the body or heart. I, I mentally said, "Well, I'm also backed up knowing that I can make this choice, so I don't have any doubt against saying this is just a thought, not my thought. I don't mm-hmm. have to doubt that." I'm I'm being really specifically in depth with the, anal- the analysis of what I did with that thought. So I came in, I looked at it, my self awareness and my self control allowed me to have an an option, the freedom of choosing. Is this a thought or my thought? So is the, is so self awareness and self control is that the combination of things that lead to a conscious person? In this very moment, as I'm explaining that scenario, that was the reason why I be I was conscious because consciousness became the ability to presently choose things. Yeah, because so I'm hearing you. One, thank you for sharing that story. It's yeah. a really powerful story. Um, there are people who have similar stories who decide to make them their stories for the rest of their lives. Right. Right. Uh, that was, I love that, that point you said of, is this a story or is this my story? Mm. That's really powerful. And I just, that actually just flowed to me. I never said that. So that was great. Uh, I also heard you say, um, find the right story find the right meaning yeah so it's so someone would be like well i'm conscious i have the right meaning you know the world's a piece of shit you know so like it sounds like there is the truth and then not the truth Mm. so how does someone delineate between those Mm. i'm smiling (laughs) um everything is perception don't seek somebody else's opinion for you to back up what should be truth or false. That's your choice. Consciousness is your ability to choose. 
See, a person, you know they're not conscious when when they speak to you, they have victim vocabulary. Hold on. Consciousness is your ability to, to choose. choose. Present moment. Because there's an unconscious person is making decisions. At effect, not at cause. Yeah, but they don't even know that those aren't their, that's not no. their thing they want. Uh, yeah, no. And, they've, and they only have consciously chosen that it's not their choice. Got it. So they've chosen to give up power of their choices. Man, I wish there was like a, a test, a breathalyzer. Yeah. Take the breathalyzers and you can figure out your level of consciousness. Because the, I think the challenge is you, people, I, 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 I face this as well with people that are hiding. So many they people, they don't even know they're hiding. Yeah, no, they lie. They're not willing to acknowledge that they're hiding. I'm not hiding. I'm like, I'm such a like, I, I'm, st- I'm on stages and but you're still deeply hiding. Yeah. So how? So so to answer the question, I just get to choose the truth that empowers me. I just never choose one that disempowers me. So I can say, yeah, I'm conscious. Look, everyone, you can't trust anyone. That's why I'm conscious. Yeah. Well, I just question that. I say, well, okay. Let's say that's the truth. What does that lead to? Is that going to make your life better or worse? Yeah. Well, it's going to be, you know, it depends how you look at it. it Maybe it's better because I'll dodge people that would have taken advantage of me. But I say, well, what if you lose the ones who wouldn't have? Oh, well. And then this is where I come back to a very simple, very simple way of looking at thinking. There's only two states of mind you could ever be thinking from. Right? I think of it like soil. There's only two different soils you could be sprouting plants from. Yeah. There's thoughts. There's faith. And there's fear. There's no in between. You're either thinking, well, there's neutral, but who cares about that? But you're either thinking out of faith or out of fear. So a person who thinks out of faith thinks forward, mm-hmm. thinks optimistic, and thinks solution. A person who's thinking out of fear thinks preserve, retract, give up, protect. So oftentimes, like you just said, people will associate positive meanings to negative thinking. Mm. Like, oh, well, the world's a piece of shit. Well, I'm, I'm glad I know that because I'm conscious. Well, no, that's what you think about. Because you might think that. That means you just trained your mind to go look at a painting and only see what's wrong with it. But I can look at that same painting and just see a piece of art. So, like I said, everything's perception. There is no real truth. That's the only truth. The mm. only truth is there is no truth. So your choice in this world, being conscious, is taking the controller or the wheel of life and saying, what do I want to make this mean? Yeah, I love that. Actually, I just realized I I like intelligently explained what I heard back in the day as a personal development quote, which was nothing has meaning, but the meaning that you give it. So that was my, I guess I just realized I full circled. Mm. <sighs> That's really what that, what I was saying. Is that a landmark thing? No, I actually heard that from Tony Robbins. I think I think it's a very popular thing, and I think, but people don't get it. No, no, it's a cliche, and I fucking love cliches. <laughs> <laughs> I love. What's cliche. your favorite cliche? There's so many, but like, happiness is not a destination; it's a journey. Fuck yeah. Mm. absolutely Mm. double down triple down quadruple down write it 50 times when i hear cliches i celebrate Mm. because i know the only reason i don't like cliches is because some cool kids told me that's a cliche don't pay attention i'm like oh okay oh sorry oh that was almost embarrassing i shouldn't have fucking you know but like they're how about how about your mind your mind is like a parachute it only works when it's open say it again i want to hear it again your mind is like a parachute it only works when it's It's open. open yes Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I like that one. Too. Yo, I, I'm celebrating some cliches. I'm telling you, man, they're all there. Um, the, the, my statement around the same sentiment that you mentioned a minute ago was, you know, all beliefs are bullshit. Yeah, I like that one. But all beliefs are true if you put enough energy behind them. Yeah. So be a better bullshitter. Yeah, and you were asking, like, so how do you know what's truth then? Well, I, you don't. That's that's wrong question. No point in asking how do you know which one's truth. The question is what do you want to be truth? So I'll have someone like, one of my events, I'll have tons of people stand up. I love working like on the spot to challenge myself. Someone will stand up and just be like, you know, well, this is what my dad did. I say, okay, well, that's actually what happened. I'm not denying that you're not lying to me about that. But like, 
what what does it mean? And like, well, it just means he's like this. I'm like, that's probably true, but does it serve you for that to be true? Mm. Who cares what's right? What's empowering? And 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 then you know, it takes so much resistance because people think it's it's an inauthentic thing. Just take this in. They think it's an inauthentic thing to want to change their perception of what is externally happening. I was saying this on the phone today with a client, the one I was speaking to you about, the one that we had a breakthrough with. And I said, you know, you being like fake with other people holding in the pain, but the pain is really your inauthentic self and your outward is the authentic self. You're being happy, but you're also hiding the fake part of you. I, I was tr- I was flipping it because mm-hmm. they say, you know, I'm being fake on the outside. I'm showing you happiness, but I'm really hurting. I said, well, no, you're actually happy, but you're fakely hurting. Mm. So I said, you're being inauthentic with your inauthentic self. Mm. It's deep. That's cool. Inauthentic with your inauthentic self. So lie to your liar because that's the way you break free from suppressed pain. Yeah. Because what I was trying to say was this. The inauthentic self inside is telling you you have pain. Mm. So you're thinking about, oh, this thing happened to me. That's a lie. Because that's not what happened. That's what took place. But the way you looked at it was a choice. So choose that that's a lie. And then lie to your liar self that no, that was a great thing. Like I almost died in a car accident. To this day, my family will still be convinced to tell me that I didn't need to crash that car. And I'm, they'll never change my perception, which I believe is the truth, that if I did not, I would not be who I am today. But that is me lying to the liar that told me I crashed a car. Mm. I say, no, I, I invested that vehicle into my life. That is a choice. That's called consciousness. That's what I mean by I'm happy I'm a conscious person because I have the ability and the freedom to choose things in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're sitting in the divine story we talked about, right? Yeah, like yeah. That you, was deep what you, you said. You just instantly go to like- Say those three stories. That's, that's powerful. So the three stories I've mentioned before, but it's like uh, someone shared this with me during one of my heart shots and it was there's three versions of every story. It's the victim story, this terrible thing happened to me. Yeah. The hero story, this terrible thing happened to me and I found a way out. And then the divine story that's like this terrible thing happened, but now I get it that it Mm. was always meant to happen because I was supposed to learn this thing so that I can show other people how to be their own heroes. And you are probably the best example of the divine story I know of. Because I, I saw you on stage and maybe you unconsciously did this and don't even realize you did this, but you were just, you said something like, in that moment when I crashed that car, I don't know if you were talking about that or something else. No, like, what was that? I just knew I would tell this story on a stage. One day. And I just know you walk around life with challenges happening and you're like, I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a story. <laughs> this is going to inspire people, right? But to, to, to move through victim heroes divine so quickly. Yeah. That's a that's an amazing skill to have. And, want, and that, that's exactly what it is, a skill. You develop it. So there was a time where you, you your default was victim. Man. When I first started, I needed a brainwash when I first started. My brain was dirty. You know? One of the first habits I started building after that car accident was I'm like, all right. I, I started getting some new information into my mind, and I'm like, okay. If I want to use the law of attraction in my favor as opposed to against my favor. I have to build the habit that whenever something bad happens, perceivably bad, my initial knee-jerk response has to be, this is a good thing. I don't know why yet. I can't wait to find out why this is going to benefit me. And I, it was really hard at first. Like something terrible would happen. And I'm looking at it like, God damn, this is great. I Are don't know either why of yet. your parents open to this stuff? Well, my dad was like easygoing. When I say that, I mean like he let go of things easily. You know, he was very passive. But like later on, I realized he suppressed emotions. So it wasn't like healthy. But on the outside, I took the surface of what I thought it was, which is don't let things bother you. 
I, but I realized he bought it bothered him. He just didn't express it. See, so that, I got it from him, I think. That's my reluctancy with law of attraction stuff where mm. people become bliss junkies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how do you prevent yourself from being a bliss junkie where it's like, ah, everything's great, 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 great. Everything's always great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Well, yeah, no. You, what you're really asking is, how do you say that stuff on the outside without feeling shit on the inside? Because someone will be like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. But like inside, they really aren't. That's okay. That's because they haven't actually changed the belief that it's a good thing. Like, So you're telling me you never have bad days? No, I'm not saying that. What are you talking about? I just had one like two days ago. And it's hilarious. I love that. They're so fun. <laughs> Okay. It's not a bad day. It's a but, day. So when you're going through it, yeah. are you still seeing it as hilarious? I developed a habit to smile. Something bad happens? Okay, so I'll give you an example. I, I get like avalanche. We'll see, so, so I vibrate so powerfully, positive things, that when when bad, perceivable bad things come in, they come in like with, with a village. Like they don't come alone because they know they have no chance against me. Mm. So they bring the family. Yeah. So like I don't have one thing that happens. I have like six things that happen back to back, okay? And that's because it takes that much energy to throw me off, to test me. So life has learned that I built some muscle, right? So source, God, infinite intelligence, learned that, okay, Armin built some muscle. So for us to evolve him to the next level, we can't just give him one little like, oh, you know, you scratch, someone scratched the side of your car. That's not enough. It's not like, you know, oh, you dropped all your food on your shirt. And now you got to go speak somewhere with the food stains. It's not the, it's, it's not enough, right? I'll get into an argument with someone I love. It's not enough. So so they all group together. They have a little mastermind. They're like, listen, we got to take Armin down today, <laughs> right? So it's like yeah. all 12, they call the neighbors, the family, the second family. They Zoom some negative people in. And all those energies come together and say, okay, how are we taking Armin down today? Because he has to learn. He has to humble himself again, right? And then he has to evolve. So we got to give him something strong enough, so I never, now I don't experience petty, like negative stuff. Like what will piss someone off. That's like, like what someone who's like mediocrely conscious, it will piss them off. Like it just doesn't touch me. But if I have bad things happen, like when I say bad, right? Like, like perceivably bad, like not in my favor. Let's call it uncomfortable or inconvenient. That's really what it is. It'll come in like, for example, I'm just making this up. Like my car would get hit. I'm cool. I walk in, I drop my stuff on the ground, I break something that I, I, I love, like my speaker. I'll walk in, I want my favorite food is gone. I'll go up to my room and I'll have mail that shows I owe something that I didn't even know. And then I'll get a call from someone and they'll argue with me really badly. And then I'll like get on a call with someone and they'll tell me that they're like, they don't want something from me that they're about to sign up for. I'm at seven things so far, by the way. And then I'll sit down and I'll try to meditate, but then my clothes will feel uncomfortable. And I realize I wore the wrong belt. So now I'm like, I pissed the whole day because I can't feel comfortable. So now I'm at eight things stacked. And only like around the 10, 11, 12th thing of these small things that accumulate, will it pass the threshold of Armin's like, oh, you know, in that moment. And it takes about less than five seconds for me to shake it off. Hmm. So it'll come and I'll be like, wow. Five seconds. Yeah, five seconds Come will pass on. by, and then I'll get frustrated, and I'll smile. And I smile, and I go, life is so funny. It's throwing this shit at me right now. Like, I just, I like, speak with God in that moment. I'm like, oh, you're hilarious. You're hilarious. Mm. And then in that moment, I just, I'm like, yeah, you're not going to get me. It's just not happening. Who are you saying that to? Well, whatever, you know, law of attraction, universe, infinite intelligence, God, Allah, Buddha, I don't care who you call it. I'm talking to higher power, and I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it. And I brush it off and I move on. It's like a fun game to me. So in in for men, for example, um, in women as well, in relationships, this is a human expression of what I just said energetically through law of attraction. Humanly, women or men will shit test each other. So you're in a relationship and like usually feminine energy. So a man could do this too, but usually it's a woman will shit test the man. For example, she'll like doubt something about you and wants to see what you do. It's not because it's real. It's because they just want to see if you're alpha. 
will overcome it. That consciously doing that or just like an unconscious? I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know if it's conscious or unconscious. I just know it's a, it's a, it's a dynamic energy between feminine and masculine. Yeah. So a woman just wants to know, is this man a real man? Yeah. So a woman, like, you know, a woman will argue with you and she'll try to move you, right? All you got to do is stay still. And then when she's like, oh, he's not buying it. And she falls in love with you. And she's like, all right, okay, whatever. <laughs> this is my man. This is my man's I've movies. No one's budging him. It's yeah. like a, it's hilarious. But that's how I look at negative things happening, inconvenient things happening in my life. So I'm the, like, oh, you're so just shit So the yang's me. trying to mess with the yang to yeah. see. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you came to truth. play. You came yeah. to play. This happened like over the weekend. But like, are you taking time to feel? So I have a different perspective yeah of you. course that's just just my experience and I, I, I actually love hanging with people that have different <laughs> perspectives it's it's really refreshing i'm gonna drink some of your tea now uh yeah go for it thanks um my perspective is that it's all a spectrum and source god whatever you want to call it gave us the spectrum of colors to paint with just like a, if a painter has more access to the full spectrum of colors then they're going to have more options of creating fuller paintings and I don't see the dark as bad or the light as good I just see it as light and dark and I believe you go into the dark to find the wounds because that's where they live but the wounds are often twinned by power at that moment of that core wound happening, that thing that happened that shaped your life consciously or unconsciously, there was a power that was born at that same moment. And you can't find the wound or the power in the light. So there's a reason to go back into the dark. But also, the opposite of a bliss junkie is a darkness warrior. It's someone who's like, I'm so good at just talking about trauma all the time. I go to therapy consistently and I go to all these retreats and I'm just talking about my trauma, my trauma, my trauma, my trauma, my trauma. Like, no, the point of going in the dark is not to live, not to buy real estate there. (laughs) Get the freaking lesson. Feel the feelings that child you was not able to express. Put your hand out to child you and say, hey, do you want to leave this room? Maybe they won't take your hand that first time. That's okay. Be patient. Go back, find a mirror, make sure to see yourself as an adult and not get confused and fall into the perspective of that younger self. But the healing happens in the light. You can't heal wounds in the dark. So that's why both are needed. Mm. I know it's slightly different or maybe radically different. Maybe it's just, it's a different chapter of the same book. You know, it's not, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I went through that. I'm not saying that has not happened to me, right? I've had my downs. Um, all I said, it was like, I developed the habit of choosing the meaning that excites me. Yeah. So that's, that's not dis that's not discrediting the light. But you, uh, your process is fast. Yeah. So when I'm saying credit that to my age, you can accredit that to maybe my current state, just sitting in this chair, feeling good with you. Maybe catch me on one of those inconvenient days. You know, you never know. (laughs) Um, I'm conscious. I'm also aware enough to know, like, it's just my current opinion. I mean, tomorrow I could wake up and be like, holy crap, I was wrong about everything I've been thinking of until now. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I'm okay with knowing that I know that. Let me say that again. I'm okay with that. Only because I know I'm okay with knowing that I know that. I don't get that. Knowing that you know that. I know that I know I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. So it's like third person watching third person. This is why I'm so excited to get you into a breath work. Yeah. Because uh, you biohack, you go past head, and it goes deep into places. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm. So just so you know, I've. I like to say the word master. Like I've really understood my mind to the point where I developed it. It's like on a leash at this point, like a Rottweiler waiting to like. I just let it go when I need it, and I put it down to sleep when I don't. And uh, consciousness to me is like I'm just present in the moment, having fun. But I've just like I'm diving deeper in this phase of my life. I'm diving deeper into the body. So first and foremost, like I keep telling you, you got to talk to Rosa, Rosa Rago. Like she's just crazy. So she's like mind body connection. Mm. So she just like, and she recommends this book called Anatomy of the Spirit. Mm. And I'm, I'm about to pick up this book. And it's, it's essentially like, I know so much about my mind 
and I've control like I've really learned to use it and take possession of my mind. But she showed me things this past weekend about my body. Like it's just as powerful. Yeah. And in my body I store emotions and memories and things. And if I can manipulate my mind through my body, the same way I can manipulate my body through my mind. But she showed me that my, my, the body could be faster, like even more impactful. So I'm actually diving into that. So I'm very limited. I'm so limited in my knowledge of things. I have no idea what I don't know. So I don't know anything. I just know really well what I know already. The, the not knowing anything part is is a secret weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, you know tons. We know you know tons. But you're... you're, st- you're you're keeping your mind like a parachute. Yeah, you could just open, keep it open. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Um, last question I have for you is: This has been fun, by the way. Yeah, it's been this so is fun. Really good. It's making me think about like, man, I, should, I have so many friends here. I should just like pop yeah. them up here. But here, it's it's different. Yeah. You put a mic in front of a person. They change. I've recently experienced this where they're a big, brave, bold brilliant and you're sitting there person. like dude you were just like a feminine woman the other like five minutes ago to, to <laughs> no but like you put a mic in front of them or i do this all the time with photography and podcasting on that couch people are like loosey goosey you put a camera in front of their face you put a mic in front of their mouth it's like instant like, soup like hey man uh, uh, yeah uh things are good uh and i'm like <laughs> i know you are a brilliant human i yeah. know you are powerful there's just this something about this. And I think that's a part of my work here is to help people forget about the mic, forget about the camera and just sit in their power yeah. and channel. That's that. called consciousness. That's called consciousness. Yeah, that person's not conscious. They are. No. Listen, These things make them unconscious. Armin opinion. Armin opinion is only as worth as Armin opinion tokens in the Armin world. Okay. So I'm just, my perspective is someone who's truly conscious. There's not one corner of their mind that they do not take possession of. There's no such thing. You can't be half on. Like, you can't be half pregnant. And you're not half conscious. But you can't be half free, in my opinion. I, in my opinion, there's what no such thing. That? that was deep. There's no such thing as a free human. What do you mean? There's free? also... What? Define free, though. There's no such thing as an unfree human. For me, free is an energy, like weather. I find nothing more attractive than free humans that's why i'm attracted to you that's why i'm attracted to all of the people that like i'm just like i like i grab free meaning like there you are in the presence of free more often than in the average person yeah there are times when you were not free and i could see the energy shifting and changing from you so free i think is someone that is riding the momentum and flow energy train right you know i see it in ecstatic dance like i'll see a human just like you just see them and they're not choreographed they're not anything they're, they don't care what people think right they're just in the moment channeling energy and it's releasing out of them yeah whether they're speaking on a stage or playing an instrument or you're making love to them or they're laughing laughter is a, is a really good indication of free because when it's like spontaneous that's why i'm saying there's no such thing as a person who's never free even those like people that are very unconscious but is that is that freedom or is that just like ability to be flexibly uncontrolled and self-controlled get what i'm saying like is that freedom like, no because the opposite of freedom is what imprisoned yeah yeah so imprisoned by what if i'm half free what am i half imprisoned by i think there's a difference between freedom and free okay so tell so free spirited free behaved free thinking the energy flows freely through them Right, so they're allowing and not resisting. Yes. So they're in a state of allowance. Yes. Right, yeah, I, I get that. Resistance is when something in their mind comes up that they have not consciously taken possession of. Like someone who gets in front of a mic and goes timid. They clearly are controlled by something. It's not timid. I've seen you in front of cameras where I'm yeah. like, that's not him free. I've seen him free. He He has free. He has power. Right. Right. So it's something that happened. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's so, not. yeah. So I'll tell you. So like I'll openly admit to this when I'm in front of a camera before I we, we started masterminding me and you on the idea of authentic branding on a camera in front of a camera. I've gotten a lot better than that. A lot but, better. But in the past, I'll tell you what came up. And it's not like for me, it was like when a camera goes on, the most present fear that shows up that controls me is the fear of judgment. Like what will people think when they see this? So it starts to make me behave, causes me to behave 
like what I think people want me to be like. Yes. So, but I'm conscious of that. So yeah, in that, like I'm consciously knowing I'm doing it. And then the universe sends me someone like you. So my consciousness brings me to this. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm just talking to someone behind the camera. So what I'm saying is like, but if I don't understand why, yeah, I'm still controlled by it. There's real no consciousness there. But I, I'm like sitting there like, he is right. I do do this. I just did it with Rosa in front of the camera. She was all like weird in front of the camera. But I guarantee you, she she was openly conscious about it. She's like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm not into it right now. She wasn't like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, what's up? And she's like, what are you talking about? That is unconscious because they don't know they're doing it. It's like, you ever see people that snore? And yeah. they, they deny their snoring. <laughs> you ever see that's the, I like slept, I don't snore. I I'm like I recorded you recently with a guy yeah. that's just the whole night was snoring. I'm like, dude, you gotta stop. Yeah. So like, an, uh, so I'm just by the way, this is just like maybe it's just the fun. We're taking something that's like not relevant and making it deeper than it should be, but just for the fun of it. Well, someone can wake up and say, yeah, I snore, and they snore. That's conscious. Like they're like, yeah, I, I self awareness is I know I do this and I do it. Someone could get up and be like I snore and like be in denial. Like yeah. how can that person also be conscious in day to day life if there's such a small thing they can't accept or they're not aware of? So what else are they not aware of? It's just how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I guess a second level to this is like how you do one thing you want to do is how you do everything you want to do. I added that in because at one point I realized I don't really congruently do things to my best of my abilities when I'm not interested in it. Mm-hmm. But I'll do things that I love the same way I'll do other things I love. So I took that and I made it deeper because it didn't apply to everything. But that's still my point. Like, if you're unaware about the smallest things. Like, yeah, but like, so. This is I, debatable, I by the I, way. Yeah, it is debatable. Open discussion. I, I love debate. There's too many people I talk to that don't want to debate. It's juicy content to debate. Let's just fucking yell yeah, at each other. Some people are listening no, to this you're pissed wrong. off. No, but I, th- I do <laughs> think Someone's you're wrong. listening. <laughs> no, I know. And there are people listening like, what the hell is this guy talking well, about? Well, here's the thing. Like, so, um... I think you're wrong, actually, because I see people do dance wonderfully. Yeah. I have a friend who is just so free when she dances. And then I put her in front of this mic and it triggers something different for her. Yeah. Right. So she's in a state of freedom in that because she's trained herself. Why is herself. that though? Why is that? So my inaccurate I, I think assumption is that is they're in, not conscious. In, in, no, I think it's the opposite. I think they're overly conscious. Meaning, oh, they're conscious of the self-conscious. mic. They're conscious of the sounds. They're conscious. They're not in flow. Flow is momentum, and flow is abandonment of yeah, self. Yeah, it's just allowing. Yeah, you're just in energy. You know, like it's not me taking pictures. It's not you in the picture. It's just flow. In the moment, you're just present. Yeah, that's oh. why. That's why heart to mouth is so powerful for me because yeah. it bypasses the mind. Right, I'm not trying to get in there. I'm saying heart to mouth, no detours in the mind. So it's really just presence. So I am wrong. It's not really consciousness. It's just they're not present in that moment, which has nothing to do with consciousness. You could just be on, imp- like, not present because you're in your head, and that ha- that comes in and out even with a conscious person. That's exactly it. How do you get people out of your heads and into your hearts? Yeah, right. So I'm I'm working on this heart story thing that I've told you about. Yeah. And it's a part of that process. And I'm teaching something at Staples in a month from now. I got to figure all that out around that. Um, and and, and it's, it's in its infancy, but there's something similar. So like I told you that it's, it's great asking people what they do. Ask them why they do it is always more interesting. Yeah. People always answer with their head why. It's usually something around impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The next level in is their heart why, which is almost always something about because I know what it's like not to have this thing. And I'm trying to create a world where that's not the reality. The third layer in is your heart story. Yeah. Which takes place in a like single room. Like what happened room. to you? Yeah, it takes place in a single room. It happened from the ages of zero to 10. And there's a secondary heart story that happened from 10 to 20. Yeah. It's where your core wound was birthed, which is also a twin to your power. And I'm so I'm working on this protocol to help so the, people get to that story. So then, what about motive? Motive is your why. Okay, so so like you know, I do deep work in Napoleon Hill's like thinking to rich philosophy. So so motive is this, um, like you're so you'll sit down with someone like you just said, like what do you like what do you want or whatever? They'll be like you know, I don't know, I want a million dollars. You know, it's just a common thing, right? <clears throat> and you say, okay, why? And they'll give you their head why, like you just said. Oh, you know, 
I'll uh, change, I the, change world. the world. Yeah, I'll I change wanna, the world. Like, yeah. Actually, no. Let me flip this. They'll say, I say, what do you want? I want to change the world. That's what they'll say, actually. Never mind. Their head, their head want is something that somebody else has showed them or told them or expressed it in front of them and they said oh that's what other people want so i should want that too so they so they get into the head and they say yeah that's what i want because i feel bad if i'm dying if i don't want that so they'll say like i want to help people right okay so this is the most common conversation what do you want i want to help people mm-hmm. why and then they'll try they'll attempt to get into their heart why you know because i don't want people to suffer okay and so here's a thing i do when I'm asking someone, I want to get to their core motive. And there, there's 10 basic motives to Napoleon Hill study in 22 years. There's 10 basic motives, okay? They're all heart and mind-based, okay? I asked them, I said, if you get that, what does that get you? If you get that, what does that so get So give me you? an example of a motive. Yeah, so they'll say, I want to help people. I say, okay, why? Well, because I just feel like everyone needs my help. Now, this is what I noticed at first. It has nothing to do with them yet, and that's bullshit. That's what I think first. Like, you haven't said anything that you want for you. That's bullshit. So you're either, you either don't care about yourself, or you're avoiding the idea of helping yourself. So you're trying to help everybody else because you're broken. Okay, so this is just what I have to radar, like my radar detects, because my job is to pull people out of their inauthentic and authentic self, right? So they're buried in all these inauthentic layers. Mm-hmm. They're too, they're too guilty. They feel guilty or they, t- they feel bad to want what they really want. They're scared to ask for what they exactly. want. Exactly. And yeah. the most common thing most people want, and this is going to piss some people off, is money. But there's negative association to it. Oh, I can't share with people I want money because then they'll think I'm greedy. Then they'll think I'm bad. No. Who said that? Man, this is, this is the work I want you to do with so many of my friends. Because our community, our generation is like money is bad. It's the evil. We're, we're mission-driven people. Mission-driven. As if that has nothing to do with money. And they're missing that those two things, are they're, they're, they can go hand in hand. That's like saying, I want a car, but don't give me gas. Don't give me fuel. No, I don't yeah. want fuel. No, no, no. Fuel is, no, don't give me too much fuel. No, no, no. I just want to give me a little fuel. Just a little fuel so I can get five kilometers over and then go on the stop on the side of the street and beg for more fuel because I, I spent all my time helping people on that five kilometer trip that I should have someone else now fill my tank for me. Yeah. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? That's how you live life with your money. One of the things that changed my life in your Elite Speakers Academy that I almost honestly preach (laughs) like daily. I love you, man. Yo, this is is so powerful. I know you know it's powerful. I'm telling it to the audience. No, no, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Thank you. You said something that was like, this world is so full of problems. Yes, tons of problems. Yeah. So if you genuine, I use this all the time and it fucking gets through to people, man. What is it? And I say, if you genuinely think you have a solution to a problem and you are keeping that shit to yourself, that's fucking criminal. Mm. That is criminal in a world full of problems. Yeah. You might not remember saying this because you channel so much shit. Yeah. But you said it. You said it. And I almost always credit it to you and what I learned in ESSA. And so so the first question is, do you think you actually have a problem, a solution to a problem? You know, because if you don't and you're doubtful in your service, your product, whatever, right. that's a whole different conversation. Whole different. Stop. Lack of belief stop, in yourself. Yeah. Stop you selling do. and peddling shit that's mediocre. Yeah. That no one needs. Fix that first problem. Yeah. Because then you feel guilty trying to sell something that you don't think genuinely someone needs. Like I always give the example. I used to train salespeople in my like teenage years when I was in door to door. And I would look at someone and say, the person on the other side of the door has cancer. And you have the fucking cure. Are you going to let bullshit get in the way? No matter what they say to you? No, I'm not interested. No, but sir, I understand. Like, you know, I understand you're going through pain right now. I have the cure. Like, how determined are you to make sure you have five minutes to explain to that person why they need the cure? And when you get that level of conviction in your product, yeah, then you sell. Another example I always give, and this is so powerful, you don't have to be religious to believe this, but Jesus Christ, okay, would walk the world, like, you know, cities, and he will look at people who needed help and he go help them. Now, his entire mission-driven purpose in life was to preach the word of what? God. God. 
So to tell people about heaven and earth so that they have a choice to go to heaven instead of hell, right? Or heaven and hell, right? He knows if he doesn't tell that person about the word of God, that that person will 100% go to hell and die and yeah. burn in eternity. Okay, Who cares if this is real or not to the person listening? Just understand that this was his level of conviction. But he knew if he said, if he was able to just penetrate the first level of excuses from that person who can't listen right now, he could get to him the word of God or her the word of God. They have an opportunity to live in peace and happiness forever. So what do you think his level of determination is with this product? Yeah, he walks by to someone and says, my son, I want to speak to you about the word of God. He says, oh, Jesus, you know, the kids are about to come home in 10 minutes. I got to start cooking dinner. Can we talk tomorrow? Do you think that happened? No. What do you think? He's like, okay, no problem. Let's, uh, here, here's my calendar. Like, you know, book me in. No. He stood there and he said, you don't have a choice. Like, listen. Because he didn't care about all the mental obstacles they put in front of him. He would do an Olympic run across all of them, all those obstacles, because he truly was convicted in the product he's giving. So the only reason why people can't sell, they feel guilty for selling is because they actually don't believe what they're selling matters, which yeah. is what you just said. Yeah. I think there's an alternative also is they don't believe they are worthy of that thing they're pursuing. Both those things in tandem yeah. is the rest just of Just lack of belief, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got two minutes left. Wow. That flew, right? Wow. It always flies. It flies. Wow. We've been we've been podcasting for over an hour. W O W. Yeah. Um I wanna end. Tell me, tell me what your burning conviction is. What is that thing you believe more than anything else? Ask me differently. No. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Ask me it differently. I had someone say this. I fucking love these guys who are like, I was in Dallas last week. That's the wrong question. What you (laughs) really meant to ask was this. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fucking question. It's my podcast. Answer the question. No, I was in Dallas. Someone looked at me, asked him a question. He said, "Um, I don't understand. Ask me differently. I'm like, I love that. So give me a second chance to like understand it. So how would you rephrase that though? People are, are out there maybe thinking, okay, I think I know what he does. He's a speaker. He's a thought leader. He's a coach. He has, he's trained speakers and thought leaders. Cool. I know what he does. What does he believe? About? It's Simon Sinek's whole people don't. Why do I do it? Yeah. They don't, they don't buy what you do. They want to believe what you believe. Right. Yeah. So, so as we were just talking about the whole people have head wise, like they're trying to please people by saying their answer. So, so, Unlike others, I, my first answer is not I want to help people. It's not that. But it's, that's I'm, not a belief. No, I know, I know. I'm about to I'm about to reverse engineer the answer because you're saying why do I do this, right? Because it goes back to my belief. Yeah, I just want to yeah, know what do you believe? It stemmed from that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, just so I'm not leaving, like I just like I just hung myself from the side of the cliff, and everyone's like, "Well, he doesn't want to help people. What a dick." <laughs> Let me at least finish that, so I can say it's not the first thing is not that. First thing is because it, it makes me enjoy my life. I told you downstairs, we were, you're like, why do you do this? I'm like, it's fun. It's fun. I'm good at helping people solve their problems. And it genuinely makes me feel great about who I am. That's first. Second is it obviously makes money, which fuels my gas tank to keep moving forward towards the ultimate destination. And third is because I know the person is getting something out of it. They walk away like totally transformed. So that's my layers of whys. And that's how a why should sound, by the way. Because you're honest with yourself. It always starts with you. So what's the belief in yes, the middle of that? Yes, it's all stemmed by one specific thing. When I was growing up, I hated the feeling of having my freedom taken away. Hated it. I had issues with school, issues with authority, issues with a lot of people, and a lot of systems that tried to limit me. And it was actually just a misperceived understanding. It was really a misunderstanding. That's not what they were doing. Now I realize structure gives me freedom. But back then, I'm happy I took it that way because it it made me strive towards freedom mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, any form of freedom, meaning the state in which I have choices because what the fuck are you living for if you can't choose what you want to do or where you want to go or who you want to be? Absolute freedom of fear, absolute freedom 
of opinions, absolute freedom of limitations of thought, everything, man. You're like a bird in a cage your whole life. When someone walks away from a session with me or walks away from a weekend with me, it's like I opened that door to that cage. Hmm. Unfortunately, no one taught them how to fly in open air. So at first, they're going to be falling. But eventually, their wings, they'll grow. And they start flying in the middle of this middle of clouds without these four walls that cage them in. And they're like, holy shit. I actually can do anything. Like when a person comes to that point, wow, I can actually do or be or have anything? And like that's the rea- that's the truth of life. It's not like a mystical fairy tale. That's the reality. The lie is that we can't. Mm. Not the other way around. Then my job is done with that person. I love that. And that is an amazing place to end. Armin Shafi. I love you, brother. You know I love you so much. This was fun. Unexpected and fun. Yeah. Thank you for for all of that and for sipping my tea. You sat to a couple sips. You put chocolate, <laughs> almond milk, and tea. That is the newest thing I've ever tasted. Um this was great. This was something new for heart to mouth, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed being here with Armin. Uh, maybe we have him on, on the show again. Who knows? Uh, but for now, that's all. And we will see you tomorrow. Heart to mouth signing off. Peace. <laughs>